what's going on. So, um, okay. Yeah. Sorry. My bad. Oh, good. I get, to I got all the dirt. I already got oh, all gosh, the dirt. Stop. No, there's no dirt. We're not talking about me. It's about Peggy as a mom. And I get to talk bad yeah. about her. Good about her. I have so the, much stuff. You the real know. reason we invited Peggy on is so we can get all of the great Lisa stories. That's, nope, that's what this not is. Not at all. I want, nope. Not when you have a God mom like that. Nope. Nope. There's so many stories. Oh, stop. So no, many. Not, oh, trust me. I got some too. So watch your back. Oh, dear. Don't worry. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm excited. Welcome to your mom. Your mom podcast. Your mom's podcast. This isn't any podcast. This is your mother's podcast. My mom's podcast. Nah, dude. She's your mom. With Ashley Addison and Lisa McCaffrey. Your mom is a podcast. Shut up, dude. Oh, welcome back to your mom, Ashley Adamson, Lisa McCaffrey, and I couldn't be more excited for today. I'm just going to start, Lisa, by saying that I hear from people all the time who are listening to the podcast and they say, Lisa is a natural. Like she's so comfortable on the air. She's so quick witted. She must have done media or broadcasting before. Well, here's the secret. I just found out this is not your first rodeo. You've had some hosting experience in your past. And from what I understand, confirm if this is right, our guest today was one of your first broadcasting partners in a way. That is 100% accurate. Yes. Peggy Shanahan ran the Broncos Wives Food Drive way back in the day. Um, it was awesome. It was amazing. We raised so much money, but we, but to promote it, we'd have to go on radio shows, TV shows. And so she and I got to couple up and go on a couple. We've had quite the adventure on the air Uh (laughs) to say the least. (laughs) Um, All joyful, all wonderful. Um, but yeah, no, today, um, we get to interview Peggy Shannon, probably one of my favorite people in the whole entire world. Um, certified drippy like literally head to toe dressed to the nines. I'll never forget it. I'd come in like jean shorts, t-shirt, like going to a game. And Peggy is like just perfectly coiffed dressed. And everyone's like, Oh my God, who's that? And they're like, that's not a player's wife. That's the coach's wife. Oh my gosh. And all the players are like, wow, she's got it going on. So, um, yeah, not she just hot, but on. an awesome mom who ran the show for still runs the show in her family. Mike is like, I don't even know where Mike is. Like, he's probably in the golf course. He does. He, Mike doesn't know where Mike is. <laughs> certified drippy is my new favorite yes term. 100% yes. to say the least so well and my- we should just for those who who yeah. maybe I mean I'm sure everyone does know but Peggy mother of 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan wife of Mike Shanahan you mentioned Crystal uh her youngest daughter who was also your babysitter for the boys so I'm sure we'll Who's, get into some of those stories who should be running the 49ers or actually no should be running the country Crystal is like Oh my gosh, she's got it going on. She has four boys, like an idiot, like me, (laughs) which Peggy and I are still shocked because she babysat for my four. And then all of a sudden turns out and has four, two are are twins, but still I'm like, she isn't, she's crazy. So, but she's, um, she does it way better than I ever did it. I'll say that. So, well, you have to learn crazy. You have to be crazy to come on this podcast. So we know that Peggy is crazy (laughs) and that's what we love about her. Without further ado, let's welcome the woman of the hour, Peggy Shanahan. It is great to have you on your mom, Peggy. I, I don't know why you said yes to this, but I'm sure glad you did. I don't know why I did either. Because <laughs> you owe me. Because no Ed, Lisa. It's, it's because Ed went over the middle for your damn husband. That's why. You <laughs> owe true. me. That's true. I will always owe you. 
<laughs> oh, tell me when you guys first met. What do you remember about uh, Peggy? I'll start with you. Do you remember your first uh, few encounters with Lisa when she was showing up in her jean shorts? You know, I don't remember the exact time, but we were also together at San Francisco. Um, but I didn't, I didn't get the chance to be around Lisa that much because of the area and everything. But when she came to Denver, it was just total excitement because she'd sit there with her hands that she does and start making up all these things. And you're just like, what, what? And she just wants to talk. So she was easy to get to know and it was fun. Mm. Uh, What do you remember remember about meeting Peggy? Yeah. One of the first times I, granted, I knew her uh, back at the 49ers, but we didn't know each other that well back then for that. We were only there for like the one year, the year they won the Super Bowl. Thank you. Good year. Very good year. That was a fun, fun year. Um, and we need more of those at San Francisco. Yeah, that would be, yeah, that would be nice. Um, but we, oh, we, oh, so Mike brought Ed out here to the Broncos and, um, I'll just, I'll never forget. I think I had Max. Oh yeah. I had Max who was in the process of being potty trained at the time. And I was enormously pregnant with Christian because I was perpetually pregnant, um, while I was playing and I was at steak escape in Uh, Cherry Creek mall member, Cherry Creek mall. I was so and i was sweating i had just brought max into the bathroom he's he's potty training and i was just had him on the toilet i was literally yelling at him to go and he wouldn't go he had to go wouldn't go because i didn't want to go home i didn't have a diaper it was like that in between stage i'm enormously pregnant and i'm in my gosh if somebody heard me in that bathroom way back what was it (laughs) 20 26 years ago please i apologize i am not an abusive parent i love my child but oh my goodness yes he was a little stubborn Anyway, that so it always, have, by the way, just for, for new parents who are going into potty training, yelling and screaming at your kid to get them to go, it works every time. Trust, trust yeah, us. Right. Just yell. Just the louder it. you yeah. yell, the more, more likely they'll go. Right. So bad. Anyway, I just went through that ordeal and we're sitting. And then after that, I'm like, okay, for a treat, we'll go at steak, steak escape or whatever it was. And I'm sitting there and I am so fat too. I am enormous. I gained a hundred <laughs> pounds every pregnancy. Peggy can she attest. It was really large. Thank you. Right. Yes. It's yeah. not even an insult. It's a fact. It is yeah. fact. I got so many stories about that. But anyway, I'm sitting in the stage feeling horrible about myself, like just wiping the sweat off, eating fries because it was the only thing making me happy. And then Peggy comes in looking like a million bucks, like okay. like certified drippy. Once again, she actually matched. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I was mortified and I saw her acknowledge her. And she's getting like everything that I'm trying not to eat and, and just thin and like beautiful. And I'm like, oh, it was, I, that was one of the lows. But I was like, okay, there's something to aspire to. So Okay, I got she got some going on. She oh. couldn't, you couldn't have been nicer, of course. You were super nice and really. I was getting then. French fries yeah. with vinegar. Vinegar, because that's what. That's she, the only reason I went there. Yeah, she has one the of weirdest, my past favorites. Weirdest diet: vinegar, French fries, and that sounds delicious. Potatoes. That's what Peggy. I eats. love that. I yeah. love that. Okay, so I, I need to give Peggy the floor here. I and I told you this yeah. when we chatted yesterday. Um. I know there are a million stories that you could probably tell on this podcast, but can you give me like your favorite or your best be nice. McCaffrey story? You better be nice. If Christian ends up on the Niners, okay, just keep that in the back of your head. You have to be nice to me still. <laughs> which we're going to get into okay. later. <laughs> well, I think this is just funny and it was so cute. She was so cute. Um, but I've never in my life seen anyone do anything like this. I, know I think we had gone to a game an away game I think it was at the Chargers in San Diego yes. and he decided to go back to Vegas on our way home 
And so Lisa was getting tired. I like playing video poker, you know, nothing that you got to think about much. Um, okay, she's said, the queen of video poker, just so you know. She, okay. She'll literally sit there from 6 in the morning, and we have to make her break for dinner. Make her. I'm like, you know, hey, I got to eat. I'm sorry, but I need you. She can play like hours, 24 hours straight. It's insane. I'm like, whoa. It's impressive. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it's a job when I'm there. <laughs> but, um, so she's tired. She goes, I'm going to go out and get my pajamas. So we're all thinking, okay, we'll be up in a little bit. Well, 10 minutes later at the most, all of a sudden, we hear cheering going on and commotion going on. She's in her pajamas in the middle of Bellagio, the the walkway that you go to anywhere major in this hotel, in her pajamas, slippers, and she starts doing cartwheels down the aisle. That's what Lisa tries to do, embarrass you to death. In every session, you're with her. She does a good job. Uh, I was gonna say she really it nails it. What? So wait, when was video. this? What year? What? How? When was this? When did this gosh. take place? Oh gosh, it was. I don't know. Probably two thousand, two thousand or something. Ish. A long time ago. Yeah. It was. I was thinking. I was. And could do mm, I was I like just to do a cartwheel say. and not pull every muscle, not pull a hammy. So. Yes. Yes. I That's love. I love that that was Lisa's version of being tired. Like I'm just feeling a little tired. I'm just yeah. gonna put my pajamas yeah. on and do cartwheels in the Bellagio. Like yeah, I was like trying to get everybody's attention because they were so enthralled in video poker. I'm like, come on, let's go, let's go gossip, <laughs> let's go eat eat ice cream and gossip upstairs. Oh, and she did. So then she, we wanted to. Someone said, let's go play Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's still in her pajamas, doing rah rah cheers <laughs> and. Just making a scene. Just a scene. Everywhere. I think I'm oh. flagged at the Bellagio. I'm not kicked out, but I'm flagged. So when I walk in, it's like, hi, <laughs> The alerts go off. Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. here. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Well, okay. So we mentioned off the top that this is like a reunion of sorts, on-air reunion, because Lisa <laughs> convinced you to do some some radio shows when you guys were doing the Broncos food drive back in the day. So as you mentioned, like, you know better than anybody. You never know what's coming out of her mouth next, which right. is what makes it such an adventure and why she's such an amazing podcast co-host. What I, I wish we could dig up the audio from the archives of you two doing those radio oh shows. Like, God. do you have, no. what do you remember? Oh, no, 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 no. What no. do you remember about <laughs> yeah, those? There's was, there was a couple doozies. Yeah, she went way over the line. No, I Lisa, didn't. Lisa yes, McCaffrey Lisa. went over the line. She I did. don't believe it. She did. No, no. Tell me, tell me. I, I Lisa, can't do you want to tell it. me? I mean, I just wanted to walk off. I think that was the last time I ever did it with her because I but, knew she would do something like that every I time. So. What did, I know it wasn't me. Some we they had a caller, right? Is that the one you're referring to? Well, that's another one. Oh, oh, then I don't know the one but you're yeah. talking about. Oh, well, you have no. to tell. Well, you have to tell one well, of these stories now. We can always edit said. it out, but you you have to tell one of these stories at least. Lisa, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, well, I just remember being, I think we were in Colorado Springs and a caller called in and said something really sexual and gross yes. about like us may, potentially sucking somebody off. Yes. Like, <laughs> and I don't know what we have. I had a it's good so response. Rude. Yes, it was, it was absurd. It was like crazy. And where I'm like, yeah, really? Like we're going to leave our husbands and go suck you off in your mom's basement? Really? Is that what you think this is going to happen? So 
I think that was the last time I went on. <laughs> well, that doesn't but surprise that's, me. Hey, come on, that's not my that's fault. That's not Lisa's fault, truly. No, and and actually, what a think, great what a great response. Not have op- opened it up to callers. So hey, hey, I'm flattered. It's if that's some that this day and age. Are you kidding? I'll take it. <laughs> now it's not going to happen. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, you know what? We I'm sure we can find callers. some live callers. But yeah, that's no, why we don't take call- that's why we don't take callers on this podcast. That's the, yeah. Wow. Well, how, so how much? Like, what was? Did you guys get some donations? I hope at least from that guy. <laughs> a lot. That I was hope our best so. year. I hope so. <laughs> hey, do you know what? Do it for the kids. That's what they say. I don't know what Peggy did, but all I know oh is, man, we God. got more money than we've ever gotten that year. <laughs> oh well, boy! Like I said, dear. Peggy, you you are a dear oh. for agreeing to come back on and and I know. do something like so. Please so again. <laughs> A glutton for punishment. Yeah. Uh, I want to hear about your background, though, Peggy. Like, you you grew up in Illinois? Grew up in Illinois. Right? Really, really small town, Atlanta, Illinois. Okay. 1,600 people. No stoplights. Mm. Wow. And you met Mike. You met your husband, Mike. Do you guys go to college together at Eastern Illinois? We did. We They're actually it. brother and sister. That's how small the town was. No. No, no, no. Mike's <laughs> from Chicago. Oh, okay. <laughs> Kidding. Um. My, mine's a, a farm town, but we met at Eastern Illinois University. What's um, the love story there? Did you know yeah, right away? Is, like, where did, where did you, where, where'd you guys meet? Um, I mean, at Eastern Illinois University, you either meet, you know, on campus somewhere, run into someone, or you're at a bar because there's nothing else to do. They were in the, there. the East. It was the East. It's a directional school. It was a directional school. <laughs> East. But we actually... I knew one of Mike's friends, Mike Heimerdinger, who also was a, a coach with he us. Was, yeah, he was the receiver. He was Ed's receiver's coach yeah. forever. He was awesome. Um, and so through him is how I met Mike. Mike was, of course, a lot older than me. A lot. <laughs> a lot. A lot. He's kind of like a second wife. Like she's a Four trophy years. wife. She's a but, trophy uh, wife, basically. Yeah. <laughs> he was getting ready to graduate. He was, Wait, he was a grad and, assistant next and, year. Yeah. Okay. But forget him. You were like the head of your sorority, the um, director of like football ops. You did, you were like Miss Eastern Illinois. You did everything. You had it going, you were so organized and you got everything. You, you basically ran the school from what I hear. Well, not really, funny. but well, it's just that I didn't really like studying or, or going to class <laughs> that much. So I thought I'll just add everything I can do and then I'll have an excuse why I'm not going to do that. That's actually but brilliant. It all worked out. I was just going to say it all worked out. And so were you guys dating? Because I've, I've read the story that, so he was playing quarterback and he had a really bad injury, which is what basically derailed, what, what launched him into a coaching direction. Right. So I what, didn't know him then. you didn't know him then? Okay. Yeah. Thank goodness. It's, it sounded he pretty lost, intense though. What do you, yeah. What was that story? Because I heard that I, it, I was reading about it and I didn't, I mean, I, again, I've been he a was, Broncos fan my whole life, but I didn't know the story. They were in um, spring ball and, you know, the last practice or game, spring game. And he got hit from behind and thought he was okay, but then decided as it went on like five more minutes that he was in horrible shape, but the practice was ending. So he wanted to make it through the practice. Mm -hmm. He went in and just immediately started peeing blood. And everyone, you know, of course, then says, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. So to make a long story short, Charleston, Illinois, is where Eastern Illinois University is. And it's a town of 
know, then it was probably about 12,000 people plus 10,000 students. Hmm. And so he was taken to the hospital there. Um, and it didn't go too well when they, they didn't know what was wrong. So they opened him up through his stomach and found the kidney split. So they took it. And he was given his last rites, but he's still with us. He's, he's good. Wow. I mean, so I didn't have to go through that part. I'm glad it, that you yeah. were dating yeah, him that at that point, really hard. honestly. Really yeah, hard. I think that's... But that yeah. did shorten his career a year. So he started helping with coaching early. Okay. It, did, do you like football, Peggy? I know that seems like a weird question, but... I love like it. I mean, I have to. Right, Lisa? Right. You have to. You have no choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I'd never been to a football game when I met him. Um, I didn't know anything about football. And then tell us after that, your trajectory. Where did you go? You've had like, uh, we, we might need a whiteboard to break out to show all the different, basically you lived everywhere in the U.S., every small town to start off. Where'd you go from there then? So we got engaged when Mike was at University of Oklahoma. Um in 77, we got married and we were supposed to have this great honeymoon. It was going to be in um, Mexico and some alumni was letting us stay at his place, Acapulco. And so one week before the wedding, Mike gets hired at Northern Arizona University. That's right. So no honeymoon. <laughs> Our honeymoon was driving from Illinois to Flagstaff, Arizona. Super romantic. Um, it was so exciting. Did oh, you guys hold hands in the car and stuff? We hit a we hit a tornado in Missouri. No. Oh my God. We hit a major dust storm in no. Oklahoma City, and then we hit snow mm. as we're going in to Flagstaff. And are it you was, Peggy? Like, what the hell am I thinking? Is there part yeah, of you that's, that's like, what that what am I doing? Foreshadowing. <laughs> what did I do? Why why did you do this? But so we were only there for. Nine months, and then we went back to Eastern Illinois University. Mike became the offensive coordinator. Um, they won their first national championship that year. So then we got invited to join University of Minnesota. Oh, uh, that's right, and that's where Kyle. That's where Kyle accidentally decided to appear. <laughs> Kyle um, was not planned. Like, Whoa, what is Kyle happening? Was, it was a little like 10 years ahead of when I thought that that might happen because wow. I was really trying to get into some sort of business and, you know, do something before if I ever did that. But so it worked out well because. You know how it works, though, good. right? You know how it, yeah. how it happens, yeah. right? OK. It was part of the insurance problem. But anyway, um, so we were there a year. Kyle was born December 14th. And two weeks after that, Mike accepted a job at University of Florida. Um, and so we moved from Kyle was like two and a half, or Mike went almost immediately, but I went with Kyle like two and a half weeks later. And that seemed better, better weather for me. So I was great with that. Yeah. And for but Kyle, it was not over yet. And for Kyle, we Kyle were Kyle doesn't like to be cold. No. No, he doesn't. We were there four years, um, and then Mike was hired by the Denver Broncos. And we were there four years. How many Super Bowls? Uh, went to three. Lost three. 
It's okay. Um, they made it. It's okay because we know how the story ends. Yeah. 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 And then, <laughs> then, he the got hired, then he got hired by Al Davis. Oh, yeah. With the Raiders. That was his special year. <laughs> um, <laughs> then we went back to Denver for, for two, two years, I think. And then we ended up in San Francisco for three years there and won a Super Bowl there. And then Mike got the head job back at Denver. And so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, we joke about like, did you know what you were signing up for as the wife of a coach? But I want to ask both of you about this because I think on the outside, people look and think being the wife of a coach or the wife of a player is amazing because they see you in the public eye with these, you know, great clothes. And once your husband has reached some level of success, they, you know, it's, it's very clear that people think, Oh, that would be, that would be awesome. You're living this like great cushy life, hanging out in the box, going to different events. And while maybe some of those things are definitely true, I don't think people really understand how lonely being a coach's wife or a player's wife can be. And this is something that Lisa and I have talked about, but what, how would you describe, and Peggy, I'll start with you, what, what it's like to be the wife of a, of a coach, not just from the moving around, but from everything that then you are asked to do at home? Well, yeah, it's different. <laughs> um, but I kind of assumed he'd be a coach like in high school like in Chicago or something like that. And then when he went as a, a part-time for University of Oklahoma, I kind of got it there that, okay, this might be college, you know, it's different. I didn't even think about really the amount of traveling because I, I wasn't really involved in the coach's wife situation yet. Um, but yeah, we did do a lot. So you learn really quick. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's hard to like, you know, when you're young and out of college, you're excited to get a really awesome job and start, you know, doing a career. And that, no, that didn't work because I knew right away we weren't going to be there very long. Yeah. Um, and then you have kids and that was unusual too. I wasn't expecting that so early, but that almost became really good because it did give you something to do. Um, you did learn while they're very tiny and small. I mean, it's hard then also, but it's gonna be even harder when they start talking and schools and all that. Because as a coach, you, you're just not around that much. You know, you are, but, but not that much. Mm -hmm. um, even the off season, because in college you're recruiting or you know, it's the same in the pros in one way or another. Yeah. But yeah, I think you just get used to it. And if you don't, and there's ups and downs with it, but if you don't, you're just going to be miserable. Yeah. Yeah. It's acceptance. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. I always said, I used to say that the coaches' wives were like, the coaches' wives were the strongest people I knew. They, you know, their husbands are, are gone most of the time. Um, and when they're home, they're distracted. I know that now. Um, and so you or do everything or, or, sleeping. or sleeping, catching up on sleep that they yeah. haven't got. Yep. <laughs> um, but they, you know, you have to, you're responsible for everything. You're responsible for all the, the kids, the, everything that, you know, when Kyle fell off 
the bar, jumped off the bar, you take them to the ER and you're, you know, you're calling Mike and you know, you're just, you have so much responsibility. You, you take it all on and yeah. you just, you did it with grace. I'm not quite as graceful as you and I don't even have little kids. So kudos. Uh, no. Well, <laughs> no. no, I only had two. Yeah. And that you was had four. Like a dummy. And I, I know. also you... did have a girl. Yes. Which was, you know, people say girls are so hard. Oh, she was so oh, easy. You have she the dream good. girl though. Yeah. You got really lucky. She yeah. was like my assistant. Yeah. Oh. Helping Kaya. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I went, Lisa deserves a girl. I really, I, I just, I'm still holding out hope she's going to have one, but I'm not sure. Uh, and, but no, and I, no, go ahead, Lisa. What were you I was just going to, and now um, grandkids, you have seven grandkids. We have seven grandkids. Kyle has three and our daughter, uh, Crystal has four. Four boys. Four boys, two yep. identical twins. They're wow. so cute and so active. Yeah. Crazy. I love that. And being a grandparent is way better than being a parent is what I keep hearing. It's a lot easier. <laughs> a lot easier. You can give Good. them back. <laughs> it's it's fun. It really is fun. Yeah. I when we were at Washington, Crystal um and her kids were being born. They lived in Greenwich, Connecticut, which was pretty close. And then Kyle um ended up being at Washington with us and he had he had Stella, the oldest, but then one just born. And Mandy took all the kids then out to Washington. I think it was like two weeks. Um, so I, I really, I was lucky. I got to spend a lot of time. Lexi was born there. So that was nice. It's hard now because I have yeah. East Coast, West Coast. Mm -hmm. and we're in Colorado. But we're just really lucky because we can just go visit a lot. We do. Well, and I want to get into uh, Kyle, you know, growing up and the nature of Kyle ultimately following in the in the footsteps of his dad. But just to put a bow on on the conversation about being the wife of a coach and the wife of a player, I'm friends. Uh, I have a good friend whose dad was a very successful college coach for a long time. And she told me that she had a fair amount of resentment growing up because her dad wasn't around and she she said ultimately though it was that acceptance that you mentioned peggy like she came to grips with the fact that he was doing what he was supposed to be doing something he was passionate about that he was very good at and she said to me that most she came to the realization that most of the guys that he coached needed him as a father figure in their lives more than she did because she had her mom who was amazing and that has always stuck with me of you know you are in many ways a single mom when you are the wife of a coach or a player because all of that really falls to you because you're in it every single day. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, well, Kyle, of course, just loved it. I mean, he was on the right. field. At two years old, I would take him down at University of Florida, which is a large stadium, mm -hmm. and Mike would take him, put him on the field, and, and usually take him in a in the locker room for a little bit and then they'd come out afterwards together and let him just play around. But one time um, he forgot that Kyle was walking with him and <laughs> someone found Kyle like up in the stands wandering wow. at two years old. And then, I mean, luckily someone, you know, realized who it was. <laughs> it, I don't know how, but they got him back to Kyle and, 
I mean, to my family, oh my gosh, I, that was about the last time that happened. Um, but <laughs> you didn't get all, mad at Mike. How long, how long was he gone for? Like, how long was he missing? Or you don't even really fully know. Well, I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know it until after the fact. Yeah, really. that's good that so, you didn't know in the moment. So that helped, yeah. but I think it was about 15 minutes. Did you, Which, I received an Amber alert. I remember way back then. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but and I think the kids, they really accepted Mike's job. Um, Crystal one time really stopped talking to him for almost eight months. And that oh. was when we came back to Denver and left San Francisco. Mm. She absolutely did not, did not want to go. She had a friend. She, what grade was she? Was she in what? Like she was middle going school, eighth into, grade? She um, seventh grade. Yeah. It's a hard time. That's a hard time. That's, that's a, a really hard, hard time. time. Very hard time, especially for a girl. It's hard yeah. when you have your friends. And, yeah. So really to get Mike on good graces again, he bribed her by saying, I will get you a horse. Horse. <laughs> and it worked. So she started talking to him again. So that's but the answer. That, you really didn't have too many problems. Yeah, a horse cures all. Well, yeah. I, I actually was curious about that. Like, how did them, you know, because they obviously spent a f the, their formative years, it seems like, in the Bay Area. And then, so Kyle was in high school, right? He was, he, he was came to Denver when he was in high school. Okay. Uh, then he started back. He was, went to Cherry Creek, which I, I went to Mullen High School. So for people who are from Denver who are listening to this know well, but... Cherry Creek, it's a huge high school. There's what, like 4,000 kids there. Yeah. And I is. imagine that transition wasn't all that easy either. You got a California kid coming in. How, how was, how was his transition? Oh. So he was... You know, it was, it was awesome for Kyle. He yeah. loved it. He went to, uh, we lived in Saratoga. He went to Saratoga high school. Um, and that is a very small school. It was like maybe, maybe a thousand maybe less. Um, and so he was excited to go to Cherry Creek to a bigger school. And from the day I dropped him off, he loved, he just loved Yeah. It. And he was in football, which always helps. You know, he yeah. was a really good football player and right. I, I love him like we to this. Friends, yeah. You know? He made friends that he's still friends with today, which is, uh -huh. it's so amazing. I see them at games all the time. I uh -huh. see them all. I feel like I know them, you know, like they're my friends. Right. I see them around town every now and then. Yeah. They're awesome. A great group of guys. So yeah, yeah, he, he was, he was good at adapting. So that was yeah. good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad the Creek kids were nice to him because I was in high school about the same time that he was and the Creek kids were not nice to me. So <laughs> really, I'm glad he that's because you and probably I know that didn't... side too. You yeah. know, I, you hear that. Uh, you yeah, know? no. And yeah, that's, that's and also it's probably... like we went to rival high schools and I was yeah, playing basketball. Yeah, but you were also were probably ass. a little bitch. So that's oh, I was a total why. little bitch. Yep. Exactly oh, right. certainly not. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, no. I was just like, you know, going to Catholic school and trying to be a good person. And um, yeah, well, well, I will tell great. you, I was I was listening to this podcast. Uh, shout out to Kate Scott, a very good friend of mine who used to host a podcast on The Athletic. And she was talking about um, she was interviewing someone who had written an article on Kyle. And sh there was a mention of his Kyle wanted to be the next Ed McCaffrey was what the line was. That was his idol. <laughs> so yeah. I, I guess, did he talk about that? Like, what was the relationship like? What And, and Lisa, I'd love to hear your thoughts too on, on what you remember about Kyle at that, at that age when Ed was playing. Well, I think it was Ed, um, you know, so much because Kyle was old enough to really 
you know, he held the phones for Mike on the sideline back then. They could do that. And so he got to be around a lot of the players and Ed was just so it. Um, yeah, really? And that's why he picked, he picked 87. I mean, if he would have been in San Francisco, he might have picked Jerry Rice's. I don't know. Sorry, Ed. But, yeah. um, he wasn't picky, obviously. It was whoever was around. Yeah, that's yeah. his number everywhere he went from then on. That's know. cool. I didn't know that. I love that. Lisa, yeah, what do you remember funny. about that? And I just remember him, um, they kind of looked alike in a weird way. They resembled yeah. each other. Kyle was tall and thin. Yeah. Um, and was, was Ed and they kind of looked like, but I, I just, I know I thought I, I had heard that. I'm like, Oh, that's so cute. That's awesome. That's great. Just don't bowl them over in a practice. Like, like he right. did Pat Bowen's son one time Oh, <laughs> on accident. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, where are we going to go next? Cause he just got cut buddy. Right. <laughs> yeah, no. But um, I just I remember Kyle, the ball boy, and I still I see him today on the sideline. I'm like, he should go be shagging balls. Like, why is he calling plays? That's what, yeah. so weird to me <laughs> to see. But it is um, yeah. yeah, so funny. No, but he's awesome. Yeah, you know, he's a uh, he is a um, he was a fun, fun kid. I remember as he when he got older, he, I think he was like a senior in high school or, or maybe even in college. And he came back with a bunch of friends. We went up to uh, I think we were in Vail or somewhere and we were skiing. And wow, by the way, he's a really good skier. Did you know that, Peggy? He's no, a, I yeah. no, because I don't ski. Yeah, that's true. I don't like he's, cold weather. He's yeah, that's true. And actually, I don't think he does either. But he's a really good skier. So anyway, I was just really impressed. He had all his friends, all his buddies, and they came up. And I think we had rented a place, and they stayed with us. It was it was just a really really fun weekend. So um, anyway, I it bet was great. It was. It was. I know. I could tell you stories from that, but I promised Kyle I would I not need, be. Mean. I don't need any of those. No, <laughs> no you don't. You know, I, I had Max was a baby too then. And I just remember I was upstairs. They were all playing cards and having a blast. And I went upstairs and Max had like, I think he had an ear infection. He was crying. And I just remember upstairs, like breastfeeding him, like shaking, like just crying. Cause I wanted to be down there hanging out with the gang. And, and, and but anyway, but they had fun. So it was, it was fun to watch them have fun. Yeah. I think every mom can relate to that. What you just said, Lisa, yeah. a lot of us can of like, you're, you're upstairs in a room breastfeeding and just yeah. like, uh, and you just yeah. hear everything Tear. that's going on downstairs and you're yeah. like, God, I just wish I was down there hanging out. Yeah, I know. Um, every mom can. Yeah. It's okay. We made but it I, what I, from what I understand, and, and this is, I guess, similar to his dad, but Kyle had an injury. Uh, it wasn't on the playing field, but that derailed his playing career. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true too. Tell me um, about the fence. <laughs> I mean, he ended up being really lucky. I was out of town. Mike was at training camp, um, and he was with a, a good friend of his, and we had a black lab called Magic, and so mm. Carl was taking him outside, and he decided to jump the wrought iron fence instead of opening the gate just because he decided to do that with the little spurs on the top you know the points like hurts me to even think about this caught it and pulled him down on top of it he got so impaled he was yeah stuck oh i kind of remember that yeah yeah and had and he got himself off uh because his oh. friend hadn't come out you know to take the dog outside and so they called, um, no, they didn't call an ambulance. They just took him up. Swedish hospitals right near where we lived. And they took him and then, yeah, I had to get a lot of different people involved in that because it, I mean, luckily it, it barely missed an artery. 
but it was a week before he was supposed to go back to University of Texas for the preseason, you know, the two weeks before to get ready. And so, yeah, I mean, but he had, he had fun. He had a great career playing. He loved it. And, you know, things work out. Yeah, things do work out. Did he know? So when did, was it then that sort of coaching, because from everything I've heard, like playing was plan A. That was always the plan. Oh, well, and then coaching came into the fold when? For every, you know, anyone that plays any sport, you know, that would be a dream probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was smart enough to know how it goes if you're not going to be, you know, a, a top draft choice. You know, you're just going to be moving around and trying. And, and sometimes that happens. You do make a team. Um, but he also knew then that he would probably want to coach. Uh, so that's why he, when he hadn't started. Um, yeah, he went to UCLA for one season and then um, got on with Tampa uh, went to, as a quality control. That's entry level in. Um, at with John Gruden, and he was there three years. So he did, so it was like, despite what people say, he didn't just like make it because his dad coached. <laughs> he actually he actually put in the work. And no, he had not, to prove more. Yeah, it's not really just his dad. I right, mean, right. He, <laughs> Obviously, yeah. He watched a lot and learned a lot. Right, and had Mike, help, but, but yeah. he, he put watched. in the work. Yeah. He learned defense uh, from Monty Kiffin at Tampa Bay. He, he, you know, was there for three years. Then he went to Houston. He was there, coordinated there. So, yeah, no. I but, think in some so, ways. That's a normal thing for people to say. Yeah. yeah. No, and it's an yeah. annoying thing for people yeah. to say because, yeah. Lisa, you probably know that as well as anybody. I think when your last name carries a certain weight in a sport, as both of your last names do, that there is an assumption of, oh, okay, well, maybe the reason that Kyle got into coaching is because his dad, Mike, when in reality, I think there's probably a lot more that Mike had to prove. He had doors open to him that maybe weren't open to other people because of what his dad did. But I think I, and I don't want to speak for him, but you probably saw it firsthand. He probably had to prove himself more in a lot of ways to, to overcome that feeling that people might have. Well, you're just here because your dad. Possibly. Yeah, that's true. Um, Plus, yeah, he's good. I mean, I mean, seriously, watch a game. <laughs> and you know, it's it's just the way society is right now. Yeah, yep. they're going to, you know, criticize you something for, yeah. anytime. Right. You know, that's how people like to be sometimes. Right. Um, you just gotta let them take it. Yeah, Kyle has thick skin. He's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always, it's hard. Yeah, go ahead, Lisa. Yeah. I always I always tell tell my kids and Ed and all the, you know, you you do get a lot of criticism, but I'm like, you know what? At the same time, that's what you unfortunately remember, but there's a lot of praise. There's a lot of, there's a good, right. I mean, Kyle gets a lot of praise, which is well-deserved too. So, I mean, you can either, and I, I tell that in coaching too, like Ed always comes back home with, well, this kid's just not getting it done or he's not working hard or, you know, he's slacking off. And I'm like, and, and he's like, we're giving so much, you know, he's a good player. He's got potential. And we're, we're investing so much time in him. And I'm like, well, at some point, maybe why don't you invest in the kids that are really trying, that are, you know, working hard, that are, you know, a good part of the team, like, you know, maybe focus your energy on them and then let that guy, the guy that's slacking off, see that and maybe he'll rise or whatever, but focus on the the good and the positive more as opposed to the, um, the squeaky wheels and the negative. So there's always yeah. going to be positive. So anyway, 
Yeah, there's always both. Yeah, there is. There's always Part of both. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, not, it's in every job. It doesn't matter what right. yeah. you're in. So. Yeah. Is it harder for, for you personally, and this is a question for both of you because you both have, have this dynamic, is it harder for you to hear the criticism of <laughs> when your husband was playing slash coaching or your sons? Go ahead, Lisa. Hmm. Um, I've never heard any criticism about any of my never. children or my husband ever, yep. ever, no, ever, should you? except for me. Except, yeah. except, I, <laughs> except I, when Mike tried to, um, cut him every single year and replace him every single year when he was on the Broncos, but oh, that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. She was so <laughs> paranoid. Let's oh get into that. <laughs> um, no, it, um, it, it's definitely, gosh, you know, I'm, I'm getting defensive of both and I know that's the wrong reaction, but, uh, probably my oh. kids, you know, it's yeah. gotta be kids. You're just like, you know, they're your kids. You're, you know, you feel like your husband, my husband can take it a little bit better cause he's older, mm-hmm. but I don't know, still feel bad for both. It, it's part of it. It's fine. It's fine. I think it's, I think it's harder for kids because you know how much it's going to hurt and how hard they work. So I definitely, yeah, yeah, I'd much rather see someone yell at Mike than, than a Kyle or Crystal. I mean, it'd be any of them. Right. (laughs) No one's yelling at Crystal. I'm sorry. She's an angel. No one's yelling at Crystal. Crystal's perfect. Yell at Crystal. Kyle, yes. Crystal, yes. St. Crystal. She's a yeah. perfect, so. Oh, my God. No, it's an interesting dynamic, though, and I think that is part of it, is that you guys feel, the, you know, you, you see it and hear it as much as anything, and, and it goes with the territory, and when you're successful and you are in the spotlight, that's all part of it. You guys know that. But I, I just think that when people step back and actually look at how hard it is to be in this job and it's the stress of the business and there's a saying that you know they say all the time like there's two kinds of coaches those who have been fired and those who haven't been fired yet the pressure is huge and we talk about mental health of players a lot that's come more into the fold and i think thankfully a lot more people are open um we had thomas on a few weeks ago and obviously i'm sure you're familiar with her foundation the defensive line but i don't know that there are that many people talking about the mental health of coaches the guys who are leading the players and maybe they are, I hope they are, but probably at least in not. my circles. Yeah. yeah. Probably. And that's not. a real, th- I mean, it's a real thing. Like because the pressure that they feel. Many. There aren't yeah. as many coaches and, and the coaches don't play the big role. Right. The players, you know, play the really big role. Well, the head coach does. They get, well, they get a lot. They get a lot. Yeah. So, which could be great if you're winning. It, yeah. yeah. Could be, but you know, right around the corner, it's going to be. Right. Know, you're really, that's one thing you're really good at. You're very even keel. Like, and, and during a game, you know, all of it, you always just take it when stride in a good way. So that's a good lesson for me. Just to well, I was just going to say, what's down. your secret, Peggy? What advice yeah. can you give to Lisa? Wine? Oh know. my gosh. Are you kidding? <laughs> and Lisa knows I used to do this. I would just get up and have to walk out. I'd walk in the aisles by the concession stands I would go into the restroom. You could hear it on the radio. I mean, I do it now. Not her going to the restroom. You hear the game on the on the <laughs> yeah, radio in the restroom. There, yeah. you know, like <laughs> washing my hands for fifteen minutes. I don't know. And I even do it now. If I get really nervous, I think, okay, if I don't watch this, it'll be okay. Yeah. And so I'll go into another room. I can hear it. If I can't see it. Mm-hmm. None of it ever works, but yeah. <laughs> it just gives you something to do. You know, I don't know why I do that. But that's a good way to just sort of get away from it and realize, okay, 
it's I, I it's there that's out there I can go escape over here and well, I don't know I walking too that's what I've learned to do yeah. bit. I'll yeah. walk, I'll just start walking around right. the stadium yeah. right yeah that helps I don't know why but it helps that's a good thing. I know it is stressful and it's almost more stressful day. to be watching yeah. it because you have right. no control over it right we've talked about this before like I think it's the difference between playing and coaching or even being on the sidelines in any capacity when you're in the game. And I remember Ed, the first time I enter, ever interviewed Ed McCaffrey and he was watching Christian play at Stanford. I think it was his first game. And he just said, it's way more stress. This is way more stressful than anything I've ever done in my career, even playing yeah. in the Super Bowl, because you just have no control over it and you're just as invested and you care so much. And to your point, Peggy, you know how much they've put in. Mm -hmm. You've seen it. So did you try and to my, convince and, Kyle and not and to get into too. coaching? I mean, I don't I even like know. watching with Mike. Yeah, because I can tell he's head. like, you know, right. Yeah. 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 That, you can see that it. Cringe. Yeah. He's yeah. got that walk that like that yeah. lean that he would do. We would. Oh, so funny. Coaching on field was so much easier for Mike than watching his son coach. I mean, he loves watching it. Interesting. But he gets really, really, you know, nervous. And yeah, I, I mean, like, that makes like total sense. Him. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. Because again, you're yeah. just you want it so badly for them. And yeah. you, you have no control. Did you try to was there ever a conversation of you telling Kyle, like, are you sure that this is the path that you want to take? You know what you know what it is. You had a first row seat to it. Oh, forever, forever. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Kyle is a very good arguer. And he makes sense when he does give his arguments. You um, always said he, if he wasn't a coach, he'd probably be a lawyer or he would he make just, a great I, lawyer. Yep. He would have been a great lawyer. And I started <laughs> saying that to him when he was like six years old, but it didn't work. No. <laughs> he made his case. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, yeah, he did it. Oh, how he annoying was. for Crystal. Cause I have an older brother, Alex, who I love to death, but he's the best arguer of all time. And no matter how right I knew that I was in my heart, like he was actually always right because he would just present his case better <laughs> and it drove me crazy. Yeah. He still does. They're always right. What was their dynamic like? What was Crystal and Kyle's relationship? Um, when Crystal, Crystal's two years younger than Kyle. And the first time I left to run to the store, mm -hmm. I let Crystal be in charge and be the babysitter. <laughs> And I explained to Kyle exactly why. And he couldn't argue at all. I mean, I was going to, it was like a 10 minute thing. And uh, so really from that point on, I mean, she just has this very calmness about her no matter what. She, um, yes, she does. Yeah. And I mean, she's, she is a great mom. That's come across in, in her parenting. Oh my gosh. I remember being at your house and she had all the kids there running around like banshees, like normal boys do. And they were so cute. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, where are the kids? Where are the kids? She went and put them to bed and they like fell asleep instantly. It was the greatest thing I've ever seen. I remember bedtime at my house was like the hugest ordeal. It was like a two hour ordeal. Oh, and, oh mine too. And it was like at a normal hour. And then Crystal's just like, you know, having fun, enjoying the rest of the night. I'm like, yeah. You win. Whatever it is, you yeah, win. No, she yeah. got it. She got it. She's Kyle amazing. would take three hours yeah. to go to sleep. I mean, he would be coming in at 10 o'clock. <laughs> I would have gone in there like 10 times, threatening him, you know, okay, you're not going to do this, you're not going to do that. About, I mean, every once in a while, I would call Mike at work at 10 o'clock and say, talk to your son. Here, here, here he is. <laughs> 
he's done this again. <laughs> um, he doesn't do that anymore because he has to get up really early. Well, that's good. Um, it's good that he's now goes to that he so can now go to bedtime. Doesn't have that problem. <laughs> It that's true plus. though like wow. anyone who has small kids you're like we do this every night and yeah. every night it's ah. like you've never done this before right. it's right. like i'm asking you to do something you've never done we do this every, yeah. every single night. night it's that time yeah. and the excuses and the things that they come up with like my three-year-old comes into my room last night at 10 o'clock and she's like can dogs poop in snow Oh, <laughs> I'm like, why are you thinking about this right now? Like, we live in California. They've, they've, you've it's been important. around snow like twice. It's very important. But it was keeping her up, and I was glad yeah. that we were able to have those moments. But I'm just like, this is not an important conversation to be had right now. Yeah. There and, was no conversation. He just didn't want to go to sleep. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. I had a bad sleeper. Max was terrible. Wait, Peggy, tell this story about when Mike was asleep and like screaming out women's names like Rita. <laughs> Um, oh, Lana, was Rosa, oh. and Peggy like woke up the next day like, oh yeah, who's Rosa? Who's Rosa? And it was Mike and yeah. Rosa, or yeah. and <laughs> and he kept saying it over and like, over. Who the hell's Rosa? What the heck? And the next morning he gets up and I go, who is Rosa? <laughs> and Mike, who's the Mike? You? And he goes, those are plays. Those are named for plays. So I mean, means right. right. I think the Rosa was right, and then Mike is though it signifies the Mike linebacker. I believe the Mike right? linebacker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know football, but I don't go deep. Yeah, You're right. No. That was a pre- that's a, yeah, that's a good answer. No. Ro- yeah. Mike yeah. Rosa, kind of like Peyton Manning, you know, with Omaha, Omaha. Omaha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh my oh, God. So what, funny. what is the, and I'd love for both of you to answer this too, like maneuvering or watching the relationship between father and son, because you, I'm sure they obviously both are, you know, Kyle and Mike are close. And I know it sounds like from what I understand are still very connected over football and talk a lot about it. What I'm sure there were also some bumps along the road. And Lisa, as you know, you've, your oldest Max is now an OC for Ed at Northern Colorado. And Dylan, of course, plays quarterback there. I'm just curious as to how those relationships, the good and the bad, and how you maneuver them as sort of like the third party. Because I'm sure you guys both hear the other sides of it. Mine's easy, so I'm going to let you go ahead and explain No, this. I want to hear you I first because I, I need advice. I need help on no. this one. Yeah, no, Mine's help me. so easy. So Mine. wait, so Kyle was the offensive coordinator for Mike at Washington for how many years? Uh, four years. Four years. Okay, so that's, yeah. Okay, go. Please help me. Talk me off the ledge here. Go. <laughs> how was their dynamic? No, um, I think at the very beginning, like what Max is going through, they they know the offense or you know they've learned it now they might be changing offenses like max and ed did mm-hmm. but they're all learning it together and kyle and mike were always on the same page uh, never a problem and i think max and ed is probably very similar too um i think it was good for them but and you might this wouldn't be for everybody, but Mike really wanted Kyle not to start with him because he wanted him to learn other, other offenses, other defenses mm-hmm. to get knowledge in different, 
different ways. And then a key, you know, loved it, wanted to stay in it and was very good. Someday he thought that'd be awesome. And I mean, the situation didn't end up awesome, but them coaching together was awesome. They loved it. And I'm sure Max and you're probably going to have a head coach and I don't know how many other coaches someday. Don't, don't, don't wish that voodoo know, upon me, Peggy. Shut your mouth right there. I know. I told you not to have four kids. I know. Boys. I know. Well, now I know how it works. So we stopped. Okay. Stop. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, and that's good to hear. They, yeah, Max and Ed, um, gosh, you know, they, Max was, when growing up, he would not take any advice or criticism from Ed, even though Ed was, despite Mike trying to bench him every year, he was an all pro and he was, yeah. you know, went to the Pro Bowl and won some Super Bowls. Max yeah. did not want to hear it from Ed, even though they played the same position. So um, moving into coaching, I was so afraid walking into this. I'm like, this is going to be a train wreck. I just, I can't, I'm so nervous. I, I didn't want to say that, but like Peggy said, it actually has been wonderful. They, um, you know, there's been bumps for sure, but it has been such that, you know, honestly, like, Ed uses a lot of Mike's stuff, as you know. They're constantly meeting, um, and a lot of Kyle's stuff too um, in his offense. And Max was on eight different teams um, in like a little bit of time and had to learn eight different offenses, yeah. which he's been able to apply and adjust. And Ed has learned so much from him, which has been great. And he would right. be the first to admit it. Um, and Ed's role too, just in college. Um, He's had to take on like like a manager role in a lot of things. So he doesn't have the time he would like to put into the offense. So he is very, very thankful for Max, to be honest. He wasn't sure. He thought he was going to be more of a teacher. Whereas, you know what? No, he's actually opened up. They've learned. They've been able to learn from each other. And That's cool. um, they actually are really cute. And yes, they uh, they both call sometimes venting a little bit. Or, you know, I'll see Ed Edelvin a little bit about the other. And But it's it's nothing. It's like things that are easily handled. And, right. Um, they, and they actually get along great. I think it's act, they respect each other so much. And it's actually strengthened their relationship, which I was surprised because I thought it was going to be a little harder. Now, Dylan, on the other hand, poor Dylan. Dylan might uh, want to move to a small town in Montana, <laughs> Alaska, away from everything after we have his dad and his brother in his ear. So, oh yeah, that's who we actually. That's the dynamic. Yeah, yeah. we talk about Max's <laughs> dynamic a lot, but that Dylan, is, yeah, God you think about him. that. His brother's his offensive coordinator, and his mm. dad is his head wow. coach. So, yeah, no, he's he's God bless Dylan. That's all I can say. I always try to. Um, call him and we I said Dylan I don't do not want to talk football I want to be there one outlet there where we don't have to say anything how are you doing as a person you know what are you what's going on outside of football and right. stuff so that's that's fun but um yeah he's taking it in stride he's 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 what's he's, tough. he's gonna learn a lot yeah he that's is for sure. and what <laughs> and, and I will say above know. of all of the rest the wins and the losses and the dynamics and the all the thing the thing that is really special that at the end all of everyone will appreciate is the time that they got to spend together. I think that's, I don't want to simplify it, but it's, it's special. Sure. And it's meaningful. Yeah. And especially yeah. when you both, when you grow up in a profession where there wasn't time, there were time constraints on how much they could be together. Like the, that, the binding, you know, time of, of football and, and your connection over it. It's, it's, that is really special and meaningful no matter what ends up happening. So yeah. that's hopefully yeah, they, they feel that way. And especially I'm sure as time goes on, they'll feel that way even more. Um, yeah, but yeah. Okay. So we've spent whatever 50 minutes talking to you. And really the reason that we had you on today is because Lisa has a question for you. 
about the future of her son. Oh, uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. So go ahead, Lisa. Go ahead. I was just wondering if by any small chance uh, you guys were going to trade for Christian. That's all we've had this podcast for. <laughs> this isn't even a real podcast. Yeah. I'm ab absolutely joking. I did not know she was going to ask that, to be honest, but no. No, uh, no. And I, we, we've tried to figure out plans just yep. for an eye on, on how we could take this over yes. and keep agents and coaches <laughs> and GMs and all those. You if know, it was up to Peggy you wouldn't need all those other all. people if you guys yeah. were, if was, were running if it, it. Was up, Peggy and I, we would have our own team. We'd yeah. start our own team. We'd have them on the team. We would just yeah. like grab guys we wanted. We would be running. And yeah. you know what? We would probably win a Super Bowl in a year or two. I, if I, you got I'm Crystal sure. in the mix, you guh. guys would be winning Super Bowls left and right. Yes. I have no question. This will be the top. Peggy, you could be the GM. I'll be the cap expert. I'll pay Christian all the money. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. yes. No, we would um, we would have a team. We would win a Super Bowl, I swear to you, and within a year or two. I'm telling you. I yeah. know we would. So women should rule the world. Yeah. We <laughs> moms, just have to moms. wait. We just have I know. to wait. Yeah. I'll tell you on November 1st. That's what I said. All right, November 1st. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, put in a good word, Peggy, because I'm trying to actually want to pay her really, really so bad because she can lives. See yeah. Both of you I more. Know. I can see Lisa I, more. I, Peggy, I, I can hang out with you. I would love in there too. Oh, um, all right. But we'll see. Who knows? Who knows? We will see. Yeah. We will see. Okay. Yeah. Um, the other thing, and we've got two last questions that we always end the podcast with, but before we get to that, I did want to give you a nod. We, uh, Our podcast last week, we talked about a lot of different things, but one of the things that Lisa, when she was mentioning about what a dear friend you are and how amazing you are, um, she used the word tender which is like my new favorite word and she was talking in particular about when Lisa went through having a miscarriage and she said that you were one of the people who was just so there for her in every way um, and I thought it was amazing because it kind of came it was serendipitous that we had that conversation and then you were our guest on a couple days later but I just want to say as someone who has been with a lot of mom friends through a lot of different things those people and those relationships, like that is what it is all about. And the women who show up for you in those moments that you need them. So from an outside perspective, I love that I got to meet you for a variety of reasons, but that thinking back to you being there for Lisa in that way um, is special. So I didn't want to, I didn't want this conversation to end without, without saying that. Yeah. That's one of the best things about, about what I've gone through is all the friends I've made just, yeah. you know, from all over places. And and, and, one, and you and you keep those friends. Yeah. Right. I was gonna say that about you, Peggy. Year. Okay, so I've known Peggy for 28 years. And um, like once a year she'll let me sit in her box. I know that doesn't sound right, but I get to sit in her box. <laughs> I used to be able to once a year. I Everybody wants to be box. in Peggy's box. Who doesn't want to be in but one game a year she let a couple of it was so Sign funny. Me up. But for 28 years, she has had the same friends. She's the most loyal person. There's something to be said for that. And, you know, we're talking sometimes, you know, people kind of come in and out of your life and that's okay. But she has such, and every one of them I love, like I've gotten to know so many of them and I've like, I consider them my good friends too. And they're just great people, just good, solid, wholesome, normal people that are just fun to be around. And, you know, you could, I feel like if you ever had an issue, you could go to them or they go to Peggy. Peggy's like the, the, like the psychiatrist for everybody. She's like the best. Everybody calls her and, and tells them their problems and she fixes them. She's the fixer. <laughs> I, I wish I would have charged them. 
So I yeah, I know you, you should. Oh my gosh, yeah, you could start a whole new career right now. I mean, yeah. seriously, yeah, I would have paid for all that um, advice, oh. but no. But you have the same friends, and there's something to be said for that, and that's kind of a neat. That's a great trait, and that's impressive. So kudos again. It was fun. Basically, the fact that you're still friends with Lisa means that you are obviously a very special human being. I'm lucky to have her close by. Yeah, Yeah. no, it is. I love that you guys are still so close. Okay, so Peggy, two last things for you. Uh, We always close out by asking, one, if there was something, knowing what you know now, if you could go back and do it all over again, is there anything that you would do differently or approach differently in terms of being a mom? I don't, I'm sure there is if I really, really thought about it, but I just think when you're a mom, you're in, you're in a certain time period. And with your first one, especially, you really don't know anything Mm -hmm. and everyone can tell you what to do, but you have to, you have to end up doing it with that child and each child's different. So, you know, like I hardly told Crystal anything or she, I don't think ever was grounded in her life. Wow. Whereas Kyle, oh my goodness. You know, you just had to be, you just have to learn as each child, you know, grows. Don't you think Lisa? Absolutely. And yeah. every one of them, they're the same parents, but they come out completely right. different with their own little yeah. set of, you know, ways and whatnot. Yeah. And you have to sort of adjust to them and they're adjusting to you. So yeah. yeah. And you had two very different kids, which is neat, you know, which I is did. Yeah. yeah, which is nice. What was and what works for one? Did, yeah, doesn't work. Remember the time you um ground Mike had to ground Kyle. Oh gosh, and he like grounded him and grounded him because he would. He was so stubborn. Was like, that that was also in Saratoga. Okay, it was that yes. teenage years? You know, early. What t- um, like tell me? This makes me feel better because I think everybody yeah. has oh, who's gosh. had a teenager. There's they go through this. We what were, what was he in trouble uh, for? We were building a house, and so we were in a temporary um, place, and. It was early one morning and Kyle came out and just started, I can't remember what he was talking about, but Mike said, no, no, can't do that. And I was so excited that Mike was there. This was the best, the good part about the whole thing. And so I just sat there and kept my mouth shut and Kyle would go, yeah, but, but, but what if I, what if I do this? He goes, no, if you say one more word arguing with me, I'm going to ground you. Okay, but Mike goes, okay, they're grounded. He ended up being grounded for six weeks as a seventh grader in a two-bedroom apartment with four people. But that one person that was in charge of the grounding, he worked all day. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. He, he didn't have to. Basically, you're yeah. grounded. Dole out the punishment, but then I not there to enforce it. Weeks, basically. Yeah, just... <laughs> that basically was it. Unbelievable. Thanks, Mike. Uh, <laughs> it is hard, though. You want I know that feeling. Like, you just want to get that last word in, though. Like, oh, but... I know. I know. Yeah. I he might have gotten okay. that from both Mike and I. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah. Okay. And then lastly, Peggy, um, what would you say, what would your kids say is the best part about having you as their mom? Hmm. I'm, I'm a pretty easygoing mom and I, I have been, um, 
I was with them, you know, at all their events and horse shows and um, all that. So I was around so much. I was strict, but not so strict. But if they did something, oh, then then they would be in such trouble with me. Um, now, I don't have to do that anymore, really. Although I, I do every once in a while, I just have to put my two cents in. <laughs> but um, you have that right. I, know, I think a lot of it probably wore off on on both of them. Yeah, you Sometimes raised kids that like I would like to be around. That's impressive. You know, you like you you raised great kids that now you reap the benefits. You like to be with them. You enjoy vacations with them, and that's right. That's a plus. That's huge. So good work. That's a great way to look at it. I think that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. I think that we've talked about that too. Just raise kids that you want to hang out with when they're, when you're older. And, you and then the, grand, the grandkids. And, and then the grandkids, yeah. Grandkids that you want to hang out with. And right. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay, it's so great. you 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 nailed that a little bit. I will tell you that we have the cheat code. Uh, so we'll start with Crystal. Okay, but wait, let me really quickly say, I'll say one thing. So last night when I was talking to you on the phone and Mike was talking to Kyle and you're like, oh, Lisa, say hi to Kyle. And you put the phones up and I was like, Kyle, do the right thing. You probably thought I was talking about Christian. Right. I wasn't. I was talking about, dude, get this in. Turn this in. Because he was like, oh, he had a homework assignment. Oh, he had a homework, he had a assignment. homework assignment. So I was like, I wanted to tell you that so bad. Because I didn't want you to think I'm berating him to like, hey, it wasn't oh. even about that. This is what it was about. So go. Okay. Okay. So we'll start with Crystal. Yeah. Uh, this is a text from Crystal about the best thing. Um, she's the best mom and Gigi. She is a very loyal and supportive person, but is also not afraid to tell you exactly what she thinks. Oh. She loves her friends and family and is always there for us. She's too young and fun to be a grandma. So she's Gigi <laughs> and her seven grandkids love her. She visits often and sits through endless hours of kids sporting events. We absolutely love her so much. Oh, that's so there's so Crystal. I know. Okay, now here's my oh other dear. question. Do you have oh Do you have your phone? Do you have your phone on you? Do you have your cell phone with you? I do. Okay, grab it. I just sent you a text. And you can just pull up that video and let it play. Play it too close to the speaker. <laughs> this was early this morning. I know that. Oh, my came, gosh. Came, she came, looks came like very just got up. Hey, Mom. Hope you're good. Hope you didn't tell too many bad stories about me on your podcast. But mom, love you so much. Always have, always will. Never changes. But what I love about you the most is that you've always been there for us since day one. You put everything, everything for everyone else in front of yourself taking me to all the sports, all the friends' houses, everything. I don't ever remember growing up having anyone else drive me around. It was always you. Every Sunday, every Saturday, watching our games. Every Sunday, you and I together on the couch watching every NFL game from when we woke up to when Dad got home, whatever time that was. To even now, talking to you after every game, having you out here on the weekends. Um, you're always there for me. It never changes. I love you so much. Admire you so much. And you've always been what's always held our family together and made us so strong. Hope you and Lisa had some fun. And I'll see you soon. 
Love you. Bye. That was bad. You made me do that. <laughs> uh oh. Mm -hmm. When Lisa texted that to me this morning, I was tearing up. So I can imagine uh, what it was like. I to be can't on the even end of that. believe they were so cute. He had the time to do. That. So I just you know. I texted him and I'm like, hey, we're kind of on a time frame. I should have texted you earlier. Mike gave me his number and he was like, oh, I cannot wait. I, he was excited to do it because I was like, oh, I don't want to bother him. I know how busy. And I said that I go, I know how busy you are. And he's like, oh, I got it. I got it. And I know he was thinking about it. And yeah, and he sent that. I know I was I saw it. I was like, I mean, I can send him a text. <laughs> and like if I did that today, he might never see that text until <laughs> Saturday. And then I'm sending three more saying, are you going to respond? Are you going to respond? Are you going to respond? <laughs> uh, yeah, I send the question marks. Just keep doing the question mark, question mark, question mark. Yeah, that's oh, Lisa, he must be trying to bribe you in other ways. <laughs> he did get it done fast. He was excited there. to do it. It was, oh, I know, that was so sweet. And Crystal, too, had so it done sweet. in yeah. one minute. And she's Both so busy, too. So yeah. they love you, as they Thanks. should. Everybody loves you. <laughs> well, best. no. But. And I guess what? I don't even have to kiss your ass anymore. Your husband's you not, not, not my husband's boss. So never done that. Ever, ever, ever. <laughs> no, she just acts like she does. No, 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 no. Yeah. Lisa's <sighs> never kissed anybody's ass. No, <laughs> no. It's not in her blood. Yeah. Uh, well, I just want to say shout out to Kyle and Crystal, two amazing kids and and the gifts of this podcast and the way that we've been able to end it with a lot of our guests and those videos and those notes is that it creates space to tell for kids to tell their moms how they feel. And we think that they know, um, we think that the people in our lives know how we feel. And oftentimes it is important to pause and just make sure that you're taking a minute out of your day to say it. Cause it means something. And I could tell by watching you watch that video, how much it meant to you, Peggy. Yep. You did it right. You did it right. You got good two work. good ones. Not done yet, but you, so far so good. Oh, come on. <laughs> You've done your part. Yeah. Now they're now they're taking care of you. That's now you got to walk phase. me through this coach's wife crap. Yeah, right. yeah exactly. No, you did she is getting the, the Lisa is working on the outfits, though. Her outfit game has it's gotten better. Really, yeah. really been like stepping Peggy. up. So I don't know if oh, you're helping you, her. Yeah, I, I like the hats. We'll get you one. I'm going to yeah, I'm going to send like you that. one. I will I'll get one, one to Kyle too. Kyle wears the like flat. Oh, yeah. oh that I'm is great right now. right now. We'll send and one to Kyle. We'll, we'll send one to Crystal. It. Yeah. He I'd love flat bill. Yeah. He and I love. I just little have Wayne. to say we love little too. <laughs> my, uh, like my, I'm thinking about my, the high school version of myself, how just this would be like a dream come true that I got to actually hang out with an hour with Peggy Shanahan because I was the biggest Broncos fan. I obviously loved Mike. And I remember seeing you from afar. Sometimes we used to go to Broncos games. Uh, I went with my dad growing up and it, um, it's been awesome to get to know you. And now I hope that we can be friends. Like I know that you, Lisa, you, Lisa tries and take, takes all of your friends, but here I'm on the other side of this. So I, I think that you're stuck awesome. with us. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. And it's going to be really awesome when Christian is playing for the Niners because then we can all just hang out together. So. Yeah. yeah. Saturday night dinners. We'll go out. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to speak it into existence. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if oh. I can be with Lisa that much because I did just take a short trip with her recently. And when I'm in the plane going back home, my face hurts so much from laughing. 
Uh, I feel like after every podcast. Comic. Uh-huh. We have fun. She's, we yeah, have fun. she's we got one, fun. always yeah. has one, <laughs> no matter you what. Too, and hopefully we'll meet in San Francisco. Yes. Peggy, thank you so much. We yeah, appreciate thanks. you and have, best of luck with everything. And we're, uh, we're excited to all be together in San Francisco. We'll get, a, we'll get an apartment together, the three of us. That sounds great. <laughs> oh my gosh. We would literally solve all the world's problems and rule the world. Awesome. Sounds great. <laughs> all right. I'll call all you right, later, thanks. Peggy. Thank you, Peggy. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. So I just have to thank you for introducing me to Peggy Shanahan because that was amazing. She's, hey, she's my I can friend. see Don't why start, you like, love her. Moving into oh, my territory. I'm, I'm though. Okay, let's for your friends. She's sister. my friend. I don't have a lot of friends. So I got to keep them close. You can be <laughs> friends with her. But just know I was friends with her first. Just as you long were as you the know first. That. You are the priority. You are the pr- twenty-eight years of friendship. I don't. I got nothing on that. But she was. She was fantastic, and I love the stories. And she obviously knows you so well. And I loved what she said about every time she hangs out with you, her face hurts because she's been laughing so hard. Because I know the feeling. I know. The we feeling. have so. We've had so many great trips together. We've had so much fun together over the years. I just. I love her. Yeah. Yeah. I also love uh, <laughs> that you clarified when you reached out, when you were talking to Kyle, that when you were saying, do the right thing, that it wasn't about getting Christian to come right. to the Niners. It was about sending us. It was like, video. don't forget the video you're sending your mom. Right. And Peggy's thinking, oh, she's, she's really lame. She's it's relentless. They're like, nope, there's nothing to do with that. I couldn't wait to tell her that too. I was like, just, so you know, <gasps> do the right thing. <laughs> oh no, but I do. I think it was awesome. He, he clearly got very little heads up that we wanted that. And he turned it around that fast. And you could tell, I just, Again, watching these videos has been like one of the best parts. About uh, it is. Podcast. It's the best part of the show. I know. I, I tear yeah. up every single time. I tear Me too. Up. It's so sweet. It's Me so too. Sweet. It so, is. It's, it matters yeah. and it's special. So, yeah. Okay, I next time I see you, I, I am see going me. to be sitting next to you in person in I our like Halloween wait. snuggies. We're doing a Halloween episode yeah. in Colorado. I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be great, and I cannot wait to be there with you. Um, and hopefully, we'll get something that we can put on something that we don't have to censor the heck out of (laughs) yeah someone i did have a one of my good friends who listens to the podcast sent me a text the other day she's like god lisa is such a hoot she cracks me up i can't imagine what is left on the cutting room floor and i said you have (laughs) no idea i we could sell that like the stuff that we have to edit (laughs) out let's hold it in the archives yeah when i when i release the sex video of christian and olivia we can throw that in with it too it'll be like (laughs) here's your bonus obviously oh i'm kidding i'm not doing yeah, I'm, not, totally. I'm not gonna film the sex video i'm gonna hire someone to release do it, it. no yeah you would because you want a professional i mean so, come on right we want good lighting and good makeup and stuff yeah i mean no, yeah. olivia deserves they don't want to listen olivia to me going no that. wait move to the right <laughs> christian move your hand <laughs> that's not creepy no that's perfectly normal right isn't that that is a completely normal thing to talk about on a podcast isn't that how you could become famous these days what? i think so I, well we're gonna find out anyone who's still listening to this podcast at this point by the way i mean then they they deserve that treat of thinking about you directing christian and olivia's yeah. sex tape that is you're welcome everyone for that visual I, I know what I, yeah, I know what I'm thinking about the rest of the day. All right. On that note, thanks for listening to your mom. It's always an adventure. We'll see you next time. 